are huge gains. It also has, has experienced.
future that they are investing in meeting certain of the important priorities of government, including job creation. And then to my right, it's CFO, Shabeka. Uh, who will also be uh, making a uh, presentation much later uh, in relation to our finances. And then uh, next to him is Dr. Evelyn Masoche, responsible for company and corporate uh, legislation in the area of the work of the DTSC, where we look at um, the legal framework that um, our companies and economic citizens have to um, work under. And then from that we can move to the regions um, of uh, that, uh, the various pieces of legislation and sometimes we introduce new legislation um, in order to improve um, the work uh, environment of all those stakeholders. Next to her is uh, Nikki Greer. Uh, Nikki is um, in the negotiations, international negotiations, uh, part of uh, the work program of the DTIC. This is where all our trade agreements uh, are structured and um, the work that we need to do with industry to make sure that we get the best in terms of a um, regulatory framework for trade. Um, that's that's uh, an area of this lab. The next to her is Ramaka um, Mpo, and is in the CFO's office, also assisting us with uh, finances and then uh, support uh, from the DM's office. And Tulu, uh, who I'm sure needs no further introduction, and also assisting us um, with the parliamentary work program and amazing. With um, Parliament. Um, and Ms. Uh, Wongi, you may not see her. She's just out of uh, the, the plane of, uh, of the camera. And Wongi is uh, in the office of the, the DG, uh, also responsible for the type of play that we will be talking about today. We can introduce everybody in the meeting. So, uh, thank you, Chair. Chair, uh, just uh, straight on to uh, the presentation. Chair, um, we are presenting uh, the DCFC 2023. 2023 APP. Um, uh, DJ, can I give you until quarter uh, past three? to present. Yes, yes, that, that will be one hour. Absolutely, Jay. Um, that, 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 that's fine. That's perfect. Jay. Thank you so much. I may just be coming much earlier. Um, so um, the, the, the APP is informed by the country's imperative to address the high unemployment, uh, poverty, and inequality and also the urgent need to improve economic performance and uh, inclusive growth. It builds on the innovations uh, which the department started um, introducing, uh, particularly regarding the integration of the work um, within 
uh, the department, you will see that um, there's a lot more joint KPIs that you will see in the, in the presentation. Uh, in this APP, uh, uh, what we've done uh, differently uh, is that we've taken previous 17 outcomes and uh, consolidated them into three succinct uh, outcomes, uh, bringing greater coherence and uh, also coordination uh, in the work um, of the DTIC. The three outcomes are industrialization, um, which is meant to promote jobs and uh, raise uh, income and um, transformation to build an inclusive economy and a capable state to ensure an improved uh, impact of uh, public policies, including some of the work uh, that we will be presenting to members today. So on the next slide, which is slide four, we set out um, the fact that uh, this annual uh, uh, report, uh, or rather uh, annual performance uh, plan, um, is a, it's, um, a plan that takes forward the goals of the sixth uh, administration. Um, we've already indicated what makes it different from the, the, the previous plans, but we do maintain that um, it is um, continuity uh, as far as uh, the priorities that have been set uh, before are concerned. And some of those priorities include building a dynamic industries through partnerships, expanding exports through the AFCFTA and trade policy measures, improving the climate for investment and the level of fixed uh, investment in the country, Special equity through uh, targeted uh, policies, transformation of the economy, building a capable state, all of which um, I will elaborate uh, just uh, shortly. Uh, the APP takes into account the refocus to uh, economy, takes into account uh, the, the, the focus on um, economic uh, resilience, a focus that was introduced in 2020 APP. It builds on the focus on uh, creating greater integration across the 10 DTLC programs, which I will also elaborate on quite shortly, taking into account the 18 DTLC entities um, uh, as per what was uh, introduced in the 2021 uh, APP. Then on, on slide five, we just reiterate the fact that this APP also takes uh, into account and it is aligned and informed by the February 2022 um, SONA uh, priorities. And the three outcomes that we've spoken to are industrialization, transformation in capable states, and that the KPIs have um, been significantly rewritten and expanded uh, based on uh, past uh, implementation. Again, here just um, uh, 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 highlighting the importance of continuous improvement, which is really a mantra uh, for the, the, the DTIC. So the SOLNA in 2022 set out a post-COVID recovery and reconstruction vision based on reforming the economy and uh, rebuilding uh, institutions. This new APP takes into account a number of those solar priorities. Those include scaling up, 
investment levels and local industrial production, including of health products and infrastructure, focusing on sectors including social economy, agro-processing, the agro-processing sector of interest is sugar, poultry, hemp, cannabis, fruit um, uh, manufacturing, uh, fruits uh, manufacturing, sorry, fruits, and then for manufacturing, it's furniture, steel, clothing, and textile, and then the important and growing area of work in the global business uh, services sector. This is where we, we help companies um, with what is ordinarily called back office and, uh, and work including IT, financial services, and those um, uh, services will be offered for multinationals, but they would be offered here in South Africa. Then uh, uh, the rest of the priorities include climate change. Uh, here, the focus is on renewable energy, on electric vehicles, and uh, green hydrogen. Implementation of the AFCFTA, um, youth employment, uh, promoting small businesses, and uh, special equity through the uh, district development model, combating corruption and crime, including addressing the challenge of scrap metal theft, and as was alluded to by the president, promoting the ease of doing business, including cutting red tape, building a capable ethical and developmental state, and the call for a deeper partnership through uh, social uh, compacts. Again, uh, further uh, priorities here, the APP would contribute to the President's SONAS um, mission, which would be to revitalize our economy and end the, the inequity and injustice that impedes our progress. In response to the President's call for a comprehensive social compact to grow our economy, uh, to create jobs and uh, combat, combat uh, hunger, the DTIC has adopted a social compacting approach across all programs through initiatives like master plans and export and networks. I'll talk about those uh, shortly. In response to the president's call to cut across uh, government, every DTIC program will be required to identify and report on concrete steps to streamline uh, operations. In response to the president's call to reinforce Africa's health sovereignty, the DTIC continues to build the COVID-19 economy into a sustainable base for a rejuvenated or reinvigorated uh, health care sector, including through a rapid expansion um, of vaccine productions right here in South Africa. In response to the president's call to restore the effectiveness of core network infrastructure, such as energy and logistics, the DTIC is supporting projects such as uh, the RIP and Translex Reform uh, Drive. The DTIC has already contributed to the president's announcement of the fourth uh, South African Investment Conference with pledges of uh, 336, um, let's call it 337 billion in um, new uh, investments. We recognize in this APP that uh, we are building on our strengths and learning from our weaknesses. And uh, we reflect in slide eight some of our successes which were achieved during the past financial year, which are now a basis upon which 
and we can uh, build uh, even better. So those successes um, would include the rollout of a more local, uh, locally made um, healthcare uh, uh, product sector and turnaround in key sectors of uh, manufacturing. Uh, they include the partnership with firms to improve investment and job creation as part of uh, reciprocal commitments may um, reciprocal commitments when utilizing public resources, targeted use of competition and trade measures were warranted by evidence. You would see we would reflect a lot more of the work that we're doing as far as research is concerned and flexibility and agility by our entities in uh, providing uh, support, uh, be it as we saw with the uh, July 2021 unrest uh, in KZN, and then, um, of course, uh, the further uh, levels of crisis that we have seen, uh, including the Ukraine, one, uh, Russia, Ukraine, um, that uh, we, we, we are going through now, and even the floods um, that uh, have now engulfed KZN. So we 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 be building on what we've learned, um, uh, including this uh, previous crisis, to strengthen our implementation uh, going forward. We're doing that mindful that um, we also have weaknesses that we need to address. And uh, those include the fact that um, there's uneven local economic development. And I'm sure members, um, as you have uh, previously, you will uh, raise that as an important area of concern. We are now putting in place a framework that will assist us uh, to start addressing that in a much more pointed manner. Weak export promotion, uh, connection uh, with industrialization, that uh, most of our, our, our sectors, uh, because of the size of our market, really have to be uh, designed and developed in such a way that there's more emphasis uh, towards um, exports uh, and uh, taking advantage of bigger opportunities even beyond our local uh, market. So you see that there's a lot more work to connect what we do as far as export promotion is concerned and industrialization. And uh, there's, a, there's a, an important weakness with regards to uneven uh, coordination uh, with other government departments. And uh, that, that is a weakness that um, we are intent even through this APP uh, to try and overcome. What we are seeking to do with this APP uh, in particular and um, I think uh, a couple of uh, issues. One, the vision of the outcome uh, has been uh, accompanied by a more detailed set of outputs and output indicators, which are more clearly aligned. So we have, with this APP, we are improving alignment of the work. There are 151 output indicators in the APP. All of them are connected to the three overarching uh, outcomes that I have spoken to uh, previously. The outcome of industrializing South Africa, the outcome of uh, building a, 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 a more uh, capable uh, state and uh, ensuring that um, we are transforming the economy and making it more inclusive as, um, as we're doing that. The indicators are more precisely framed than in previous uh, APPs, incorporating the learnings from one year of working with a new integrated approach. Uh, this APP also requires a different way of working 
or our department and its entities during the adoption of the APP, the department is uh, putting a detailed implementation plan in place, uh, which would uh, be accompanied by training of staff where it is um, required. Um, changes to the strategic plan, and uh, we'll see outcomes, um, <laughs> outcomes reduced from 70 to an integrated set, as we've said previously, of um, three, allowing for a more coordinated and uh, focused uh, implementation. Now I'm going to go into the three uh, uh, focus uh, areas that I've spoken to. I'll start with the focus area of um, industrialization and that is on slide uh, 10. In this area, the goal is to contribute to building dynamic firms in South Africa um, through a combination of efforts in partnership with the private sector focusing on growth opportunities in the domestic market through localization, sector partnerships, beneficiation, promoting the green economy and fostering higher levels of investment. We, in addition, um, are going through um, this outcome uh, to build a wider export market, uh, particularly on the African um, continent, to assist with uh, scale, combining demand um, creation with supply-side reforms, uh, sector and firm level um, to build industrial, sector and firm level to build industrial competitiveness and support uh, job creation. The industrialization outcomes consist of five uh, focus areas or priority areas. Uh, sector partnerships and social contacts through master plans and firm level uh, initiatives. This is where we would work with companies, we would work with sectors to agree on priorities that would leapfrog their growth. And based on that priorities, adjust also government uh, support in order to ensure that we get um, the growth uh, dividend that we want to see in the sectors to, amongst others, as I've indicated previously, um, deal with the issue of creating um, uh, sustainable uh, jobs and dealing with the issues of um, inequality. Then um, the other um, priority area is uh, localization and uh, beneficiation and um, COVID uh, production uh, initiatives taking those forward where we were able to localize production of specific um, uh, 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 be it equipment, uh, be it supplies uh, that were important uh, to manage COVID, that uh, that production continues in South Africa and we even look further to what else um, can be uh, localized as we have seen with our initiatives um, as uh, uh, regards uh, vaccines and uh, trying to make sure that South Africa is also on the production radar as far as uh, production of uh, vaccines are concerned. And the third um, area uh, of, of industrialization outcome we're looking to is increased and diversified exports um, with other uh, African countries and to other uh, global markets, uh, bringing uh, the economy uh, through our green economy initiatives to shift to a less carbon intensive um, uh, industry. And here we are putting it as an industrialization outcome because um, we believe that greening the economy 
the green economy initiatives has to be also based on our capability as a country to produce whatever materials would be required to assist with the transformation of the economy towards um, a green economy. So we're not approaching uh, this issue of climate change, of mitigation, and um, of transformation um, in a way that would uh, leave us as buyers or customers of products that would be coming from elsewhere in the world. We are seeing ourselves as important producers of those um, products. On the investment initiatives, we say here it's an important industrialization outcome uh, investment initiatives to increase uh, the levels of um, investment, to see how we can improve the ease of doing business, to see how we can improve on the various other levels of support uh, that are in our toolkits so that um, investment initiatives are successful in South Africa. And in this instance, it's both domestic investors and foreign uh, investors so that we improve the aggregate level of um, investment. Then on transformation, here in this area, the goal is to build economic inclusion through transformation programs in the three broad areas of addressing structural challenges to growth through active um, competition policies, particularly where, uh, where concentration levels in the markets limit new entrants and small and medium businesses. Uh, policies that promote spatial transformation, enabling more balanced uh, growth through rural and urban and uh, between provinces, uh, strengthening inclusivity or transformation in the quality of growth, including broadening ownership and more inclusive corporate governance and models. The transformation outcomes um, thus contain three focus areas and uh, said differently that within the DTIC, we see a transformation um, as broader uh, than just the limited uh, definition that we have seen just focuses on who owns uh, what. And we see it as uh, deeper, including uh, structural and spatial uh, transformation. So the three priority areas there, starting with the ownership element, because it is important, we want to promote a greater spread of ownership in the economy, lead among black industrialists, youth, and uh, women, and even the participation of workers, including through a review of um, the impact of our current policy. Uh, number two, structural uh, uh, transformation, uh, addressing economic concentration and supporting SMEs uh, to participate more productively um, in um, sectors which are currently a subject of great concentration, uh, special uh, transformation, promoting equitable special development through the district uh, model, reporting uh, and integration of work into the 52 special units. The DM has already spoken about this area of work, developing a new model for district uh, special industrial um, initiatives. This will include uh, SEZs uh, in industrial parks and, and uh, various other forms of um, uh, economic uh, agglomeration and, uh, that um, may, may, may be uh, feasible and uh, also promoting the, uh, the, the township uh, economy. Then on the outcome of developing a capable state, 
again, here I'm just making um, the, the point uh, that um, a, a developmental state must be capable of uh, achieving uh, the objectives that it sets um, uh, itself. And for us, what that will involve is a new culture of partnership uh, in the economy, partnership um, with uh, the, the, the private sector in various um, other players in the economy, which is characterized by greater responsiveness and nimbleness uh, by the department and uh, its entities. And uh, this will include us looking at our regulations, ensuring that they are smart, where we cut through red tape, ensuring fit for purpose and effective um, regulations, reviewing internal processes and uh, legislation that may uh, impede uh, productivity in the economy and uh, impede the ability of the stakeholders to support and to build business with these. And we're looking at the composing other parts of the state in order to put a social contact um, with business and labor. So in the area of a capable state, uh, five priority outcomes, uh, building a uh, strong um, capable state uh, in, the, in the DTIC and streamlining uh, the work of the department uh, when it comes to entities, building the entity and staffing governance um, capacity, quick response and developing a shared service model and rationalization and um, integration of the work between the entities and the department and both uh, ministers and uh, the DMs have raised the importance of ensuring that we have uh, entities that are fit for purpose and the need for us uh, to review um, some of the entities uh, to see how we can rationalize and optimize um, their operations. Then on smart regulations, um, we need to address red tape and compliance in internal processes and in legislation and regulation to enable a for uh, purpose and a set of regulations across all the areas where the DTIC um, would regulate. Uh, so where there is no legitimate um, uh, public goal that a regulation um, is, is now assisting us with when it, uh, that regulation imposes a cost uh, to society that outweighs the goal that we are trying to achieve. Those are the areas where we will be looking for um, improvements. So with uh, coordination uh, within the state, it is very important ensuring effective support function for other and entities uh, in order to help us achieve our APP outcomes. And then number five, under capable state, uh, would be uh, contribute to social compacts um, with our social uh, partners. So the relationship between the three outcomes um, um, and a complex and um, over, 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 over uh, lacking aspect uh, to, uh, to it, um, with industrialization and what we do, uh, we defining the focus of the DTIC, yet in conditions um, of uh, South Africa that we industrializing within, um, in a way, the cuts that we've been dealt. It's imperative to promote transformation as part of that uh, industrialization, both for reasons of economic inclusion and stability, and also to widen the talent pool and deepen the base for um, growth um, uh, of, of our economy. 
At the same time, the DTIC has a legal mandate to transform and um, to, uh, uh, to effect transformation that would go beyond the DTIC's industrial sectors and covers a, um, the wider economy. So similarly, the competition uh, policies are, are not confined um, just uh, to uh, the work of the DTIC. The capable state is a critical requirement for fruitful partnership with the private sector in order to drive uh, industrialization. While um, uh, similarly, the DTIC's mandate requires uh, state um, capability in areas not confined to industrialization, such as um, consumer policy, regulation of alcohol, uh, the lotto, uh, etc. So we are dealing with a mandate that is um, that is uh, quite complex. Uh, there are lots of overlapping relationships, and there is a need for us to also uh, really be an, an important part of the coordination engine. Um, within uh, the state. In the next uh, slide, we uh, now outline the coordination role that the DTIC um, would be playing, and uh, we're concentrating here the work of the DTIC uh, around uh, those three strategic uh, outcomes that would allow for better uh, coordination across the DTIC and its own entities. The example um, that uh, we, we set out is um, uh, that as far as transformation is concerned, that firms in the township um, economy should be able to access dedicated resources from the NEF and the IDC while being protected from unscrupulous lenders and uh, through the NFC uh, program and um, can demonstrate the quality of their work through a new standard uh, outreach by South African Bureau of Standards, while they protected from sub-standard um, sub, uh, products through uh, the National Regulator of Compulsory Standards and through ITEX permit and inspection regimes. This is just to illustrate how, um, through one outcome of transformation, many uh, parts of the DTIC will have to work together in order to assist enterprises and uh, help effect the transformation that we want to see in the economy. Another example uh, on the industrialization outcome, uh, when uh, entities are laying the ground for the green economy, and uh, Mesa and uh, Salas will have to build a strong technical ecosystem that can incorporate new technologies like the green hydrogen, ECIC, this is an entity of the DTIC that provides export um, uh, insurance, can then help those very same firms to access opportunities in um, the African uh, market in as far as Africa's investment in renewable energy. And uh, the Competition Commission could um, uh, prioritize oversight of the energy sector to ensure fair access for the IPPs, another area where you see that for us to achieve this outcome, a number of our own entities would have to come on board. As far as um, the capable state is concerned, entities have made commitments to reduce turnaround times, improve responsiveness, and also combat uh, corruption. Similarly, collaboration continues beyond the DKIC entities for example, the Constitutional Court judgment on the preferential procurement regulations requires greater work 
with individual organs of state and the reason of the curriculum uh, legislation to give effect to the public policy and um, objectives. Again, here yeah, I think it is important uh, just to mention that um, while at the DTIC we're going to be hard at work uh, trying to assist a number of um, uh, uh, government uh, departments and entities to buy goods that are produced uh, in, in South Africa, we are doing so mindful that what the Constitutional Court did not say uh, is that it did not question whether a preferential procurement as a regulation um, is the correct thing to do. What it did say is that the legislative framework with which uh, preferential procurement uh, regulations were being taken um, forward um, is not um, appropriate, and therefore um, the triple PFA itself would have um, to be amended in order to accommodate some of um, the changes that we would want uh, to see so that government's muscle of procurement is really brought to the table uh, to support job creation and local production of goods and services that government uh, uses. Then on uh, slide uh, 15, and um, we're just illustrating there that the DTIC's approach uh, to uh, performance uh, indicators and that the work of the DTIC entities will focus on the three um, focus areas that were outlined. The DTIC agencies will also be contributing to the ERRP, the Economic Reconstruction and Recovery Plan, which was announced by the president in 2020. The DTIC seeks to contribute to inclusive growth and job creation by pursuing, among others, um, increased uh, uh, levels of investment in the economy. And we do this through the work um, that um, has already illustrated success, uh, where through the investment conference, among the other uh, many interventions, we've secured pledges for fresh investment in South Africa. Um, of at least um, 120 billion, largely from the private sector. And um, during the 12 month period, um, and work with, work with uh, private uh, firms to enable uh, the pledged uh, investments uh, to be uh, realized. Uh, we are going uh, to improve industrialization in the economy, contributing um, during the financial year in selected projects to a target of 200 billion additional local industry output over a five-year period, support for structural transformation of uh, firms and sectors through customized packages of support of 22 billion by the DTSC and its uh, entities, and that comprises of industrial financing, competitiveness enhancement programs, or working capital to uh, SMEs want to maintain South Africa's share of manufacturing globally uh, through our global exports uh, worth uh, 600 billion through uh, support and risk cover on uh, transactions that are provided um, in the main by the ECIC and uh, improve the composition of our exports with a more uh, value addition and the composition of our exporters so that we include more previously excluded uh, persons in the, uh, the export basket of South Africa and uh, the special distribution of, um, of those firms 
So in uh, slide number 16, the BTS's approach to performance indicators. Here we are just um, explaining to vulnerable uh, members that um, in order to manage the quality of delivery in these complex areas, the DTIC has developed a number of uh, products. This includes the financial support with a focus on black industrialists, youth and women-owned enterprises, the green economy, which generates investments and uh, local uh, procurement, uh, draft bills um, for five pieces of legislation, including the patents bill, design amendment bill, companies amendment bill, credit amendment bill, and um, the national gambling amendment uh, uh, bill. Um, the review and revision of uh, regulations as part of the, the, the work program that we will be undertaking, and um, the legislation in the five areas um, that are uh, mentioned, and including anti dumping investigation, safeguard investigation, tariff uh, investigation, the B framework, and the legal policy. Uh, we'll also be developing MOUs and social compacts uh, through the master plans that we will be developing. And uh, those who will develop with the industry on investment, jobs, and outputs, the trade protocols and rules of origin proposals, export networks and uh, export plans, um, which will be put in place, SZF and Industrial Parks Initiative. And we've already indicated a new framework for the DTSC special policy, uh, strategic documents, um, including a roadmap for the new um, uh, energy, a uh, new energy uh, vehicles, uh, green hydrogen um, commercialization, cutting red tape across all the programs of the DTIC and its entities, here identifying steps and um, that will allow businesses uh, to do business with a lot more ease within a regulatory framework that is appropriate. Improving processes, systems and capabilities to monitor and evaluate um, the work that we do provide entity oversight, combating corruption, and a shared use of our internal uh, resources. We're looking very closely at ensuring that a large chunk of the DTIC budget continues to support uh, the programs that we need to support, as opposed to the internal uh, capacity and, uh, that we need uh, to do the work. So uh, that right balance between ensuring that our finances uh, assist us to improve processes, systems, and capabilities. In terms of um, further uh, work that we'll be doing, to include uh, presentations, input, and engagements, both uh, in cabinet, um, uh, parliament, and network, and other government entities, research reports that are very cardinal to the work that we do to make sure that we've got um, uh, policies and responses that are well researched, that are thought through, and that assist us to get to the outcome in the most optimal uh, way. And then, of course, action minutes and reports of the work that we will be doing. Chair, what I would then uh, uh, request um, is that I just do this presentation of slide 18 that summarizes the table that just outlines exactly what I have set out uh, to the committee. And then um, in this slide, 
Uh, we are reiterating again 10 programs of the DTIC, the three outcomes that um, I had already indicated, 151 um, indicators, the APP uh, sets out uh, these indicators for 2022-2023. This is an increase from the 80 output indicators that we had had in the previous year. Uh, as far as the Indian strategic framework is concerned, we are supporting priority two and seven, which cover economic transformation and job creation and a better world and better Africa. The work is going to uh, be done by a cohort of 1,350 um, uh, officials. And uh, of those officials, 54% of those are women in senior management uh, posts and 3.9% are persons um, with uh, disabilities and uh, our work will be funded by a budget allocation of 10.85 billion. Chair, I think with that, uh, with your permission through the DM, I would then uh, ask the CFO uh, to then take us through the budget uh, breakdown, and I'm hoping that we will still meet your three o'clock uh, deadline, Chairperson. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, uh, CFO. Thank you, DG, and good afternoon to the Honorable Chair and Honorable Members. Uh, my presentation will cover the DTIC budget. Um, as the DG has outlined, and, and together with the Deputy Minister, the APC provides the framework in which the department will then plan and utilize its resources for the new financial year. Um, the estimated already, the, uh, the department has been allocated at budget of 10.8 billion and this would be allocated amongst the 10 programs, which would largely drive the work uh, and the work and the outcomes being industrialization, transformation, as well as capable states. In terms of some of the budget movements. We did note that there was a, a budget reduction from the previous financial year of um, from 11.8 billion to roughly around 10.6 billion um, over the medium term. But, but it's just important to highlight and to contextualize this decrease. In the last financial year, we did receive monies during the special adjustment budget of 1.3 billion rand to support the uh, July unrest, as well as also receiving funding uh, for under the presidential employment stimulus to support the social employment uh, fund. We also note, uh, we also uh, want to highlight that the social employment fund has been extended for an additional two years at a value of 1.65 billion rand. And the work in the trade policy program includes, amongst others, the work program of the Africa continent of the trade area. And spending in this area is expected to increase from 226.8 million to 248.8 million over the medium term. With regard to the, um, the export program, here we see spending expected to increase from 443.1 million to 451.7 million. 451.7 million rand over the medium term. Um, as already outlined, the department will continue with the development and the implementation of various sector market plans 
as part of any emerging industrial strategy. This work, uh, we'll back on the next slide, which is slide 45. Um, this slide sets out some of the alignment which we sought to achieve with the budget for this financial year. And in support of the emerging industrial strategy, governed by the master plans in various priority sectors, uh, some of the financial instruments include the following. 4.4 billion rand over the medium term towards the automotive sector, 1.8 billion rand over the medium term towards the retail, clothing, textile, footwear, and leather sector. Uh, a new fund set up at IDC, which is uh, a value of 197.5 million rand for the furniture growth fund. And this is to, this is to support enterprises in the furniture industry to improve their competitiveness as well as to assist companies in distress for valuable turnaround strategies in order to grow the industry and to enable business to survive the current economic downturn. Um, there will also be further 121 million men over the medium term towards the steel industry, as well as 1.1 billion men over the medium term for global business services. Under the transformation outcome, 1.3 billion rand is appropriated um, for the medium term uh, towards the Black Industrialist Program, as well as 4.9 billion rand towards spatial programs such as special economic zones, industrial parks, as well as the digital hubs program. Under the capable state, uh, we've allocated 1.9 billion rand towards the operational budget of the DTIC. And this is really to support the core programs of the department and also to support the three broad uh, outcomes. The next slide uh, is a snapshot of the medium term expenditure framework. Um, you will see that the budget remains uh, relatively constant over the medium term. And once again, um, the, to highlight that the industrial financing program. The, um, the, uh, the National Financing Program received the core budget of the department. Um, it roughly accounts for an estimated 49.3% of the department's expenditure. And, and we also noted that a large portion of this goes towards the manufacturing incentives. There's also support for the investment of the infrastructure support programs. And here we see the budget expected to increase at an average rate of 0.4% from 1.76 billion rand to 1.79 billion rand. The allocation um, for the next financial year, or the current financial year, uh, for the special economic zones is 1.6 billion rand, followed by 135 million rand for industrial costs and 116.5 million rand for critical infrastructure. The next slide is, is a continuation in terms of the budget analysis. Um, here we can see how the 10.8 billion rand was apportioned. So roughly um, the um, 27 or 28% goes towards the DTI business incentives, um, followed by the infrastructure program, which is the SEZ and industrial parks that um, received 16.67% of the budget. Um, the external programs is quite an uh, important program and is also part of the new integration and coordination uh, framework. 
Yeah, we're working quite closely with uh, the GFIs such as the ADF and RDC. And here we've got two sort of key, uh, two key programs, the building the checkout program, as well as the social employment fund, which is housed at the RDC. Our public entities, um, which is an event, receive roughly 19.5% of the total uh, budget. Moving on to the last slide. And there is just an analysis of the budget uh, um, amongst the different incentive uh, programs. Here we, we looked into the budget received by the department, as well as the work programs at the IDC, the NEF, and also as well as programs that are also housed at the CSRR. In terms of manufacturing, uh, it does receive 51% of the total um, incentives budget. Um, followed by spatial, which receives 28%. And um, as indicated, these include programs of SEZ industrial costs. Um, under services, we level the same of the budget goes towards the global business services, as well as the film and television production incentive, uh, followed by exports, which um, are largely comprised of the export marketing program as well as the export mentor um, scheme at the ICIC. Under transformation, uh, we uh, uh, give a budget appropriated for the Black Industrial Support Program, as well as a dedicated Women Empowerment Fund at the NEF. Um, we've also seen a large portion of budget going towards innovation, technology, and skills development. And here we've seen um, um, uh, some of the, of the old program, but also a number of new programs which seeks to provide uh, uh, competitiveness uh, as well as bringing in and supporting technology and, and, and innovation. Uh, lastly, under the energy efficiency program, and um, a small portion of that goes uh, towards a program that uh, called the National Cleaner Production, which is a national program of government that promotes the implementation of resource efficiency and clean production and um, technologies. Chairperson, I will pause at this point and I think this brings us to the end of the presentation. Um, I will hand over to the DG very quickly. Okay, just um, further indulgence of the members uh, so that we just highlight to the members the work that we are doing in the, uh, the, the, the different uh, regions uh, across the, the three broad uh, categories of uh, focus of the, the, the DGIC. Um, just broken down um, per, per program. Uh, just to indicate that um, in terms of um, the trade policy work, uh, we're going to provide support to, um, to the export branch on the, on the uh, AXATA uh, district uh, dashboard. Uh, this dashboard just looks at every district and looks at um, the, the products that are being exported in that uh, district, but it also then exposes the areas where we need to do more uh, to make sure that there are export products in uh, most of the district and that um, our export bas basket, as far as possible, is uh, decentralized and expanded. 
So trade policy will provide updates and once the FCFTA is fully operational, advise companies of opportunities which arise from the FCFTA and through the, the, the different uh, provinces who've already uh, engaged SAUGA as far as um, this is concerned in order to sensitize SAUGA of uh, our intention to broaden uh, the, the participation of a number of districts as far as um, the exports are concerned. And then the report on the impact of trade policy or decisions of ITEC will also be done at the provincial level. Well, uh, from a special industrial development perspective, of course, uh, this work, uh, it does happen uh, in provinces uh, to assess and industrial parks and uh, digital apps. And we'll also be identifying uh, townships uh, and township opportunities that can be supported and we'll report on identifying uh, private sector uh, industrial nodes at district level for the sectors that the industrial policy work uh, in the work that we do with uh, master plans. We are keeping a keen eye on the various districts where this work lies and um, we'll be implementing sector interventions across all the nine provinces for consumer and corporate regulation uh, those uh, part of our work that uh, particularly um, touches a number of uh, regions uh, in South Africa. We'll be giving them a lot more focus, uh, registration of liquor licenses for uh, distributors and uh, macro manufacturers, and uh, also education and awareness campaigns, just to ensure that um, our legislation, its effect, uh, its ability to protect, and um, the responsibility that it rises in all the, the, the stakeholders that, that is known uh, even at provincial level. In terms of industrial financing, of course, uh, our target is to ensure that companies in all nine provinces uh, are supported. And uh, we are now making up that support at district level, again, in order to monitor areas where there are low, there's low uptake and uh, structure much more coordinated partnerships with uh, relevant players uh, in those areas in order to up um, the uptake. Uh, program seven, and um, the most important area of work here, we're going to um, be targeting export promotion and capacity building activities uh, in areas that are under-supported or underrepresented in our export uh, basket in the year that, um, that we're going into. For investment, as we mobilizing uh, our investment and, uh, drive and participating in that uh, drive, um, two key uh, milestones for this year is the launch of the Eastern Cape and uh, the Boko One Stop Shops, and in order to make sure that even in those region, regions, in addition to counting uh, to um, KZN into the various other one-stop shops that we've already launched, but in these regions, also we include the ease of doing business through the one-stop shops. On uh, the comp uh, competition uh, side, that uh, the outcomes of um, other measures and uh, acquisitions that may involve uh, commitment by companies, that those uh, outcomes uh, prioritize um, uh, 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 the different uh, provinces that uh, where it's um, underrepresentation, as we have seen, with the work we've done with the Dixano Fund, um, where we support small construction businesses 
and uh, here it's in the construction of schools and different colleges. And this work um, uh, has taken place in uh, Eastern Cape, Cosmolatal, Rautay, Western Cape, Northern Cape, and the Free State. The funds will also uh, provide um, funds for training of artisans um, in Cosmolatal and Rautay. Uh, and then, from a research perspective, again, just putting on the map all the 52 districts, mapping out um, the economic activities that are happening in those uh, 52 uh, districts and then um, using that uh, research to then identify in a much more pointed and targeted way the regions we have to work closely with in order to increase economic activity. With that, Chairperson, thank you very much. And I'll uh, hand it over back to the DM. Thank you. <coughs> Thank you very much, Honorable uh, Chairperson. Honorable members, that uh, concludes our, our presentation. So, with your permission, Honorable uh, Chair, uh, we have saved a few minutes. We will be ready to take uh, uh, questions from the Honorable Members. And, uh, once again, we'll uh, go back to the to the FTDG and the, the senior management team that's present here to respond to the specific questions. And uh, immediately after that, I would request that I would wrap up our response to the question. Uh, thank you very much, uh, uh, Honorable GM uh, and the. Uh, Acting DG uh, for the presentation. Um, at this stage, then I'm going to give opportunity to the members of the committee uh, to ask questions on the presentations. Um, there are ten programs. You can ask question on each one of them or some of them, uh, yeah, or all of them. Any hands? Honorable uh, Boshoff, any other hands? Honorable uh, Dango. Let's take the two hands in the meantime. Oh, yeah. Honorable Boshoff, you have the platform. Thank you very much, Chair. Um, I just need some clarity answers, um, if I may, please, and thank you for the presentation. We speak about climate change, and we uh, the presenter speaks about renewable energy, electricity, cars, and so forth. Can she tell us how this is going to be managed, especially in light of the current Eskom debacle? We are in stage four, we're sitting in load shedding. How are we going to get electric cars on the road if we don't have a stable um, electricity network? Then she must explain to me how they're going to reduce the red tape because this is one of the biggest problems that many of our small businesses sit with. Um, they can't have get access to loans, et cetera, because of the red tape um, issue. 
And then I'd also like to know the 336.8 billion pledges in new investments that she spoke of that the president um, alluded to. Can she give us any feedback on um, how many of these pledges have been turned into not just pledges, but actual um, payments into the South African um, banking accounts. And then um, I'd also like to know if she can give us more feedback on the Mpumalanga um, SEZ, because this has been something that's been on the table for quite some time. And not a men- no mention has been made today with regard to that. It is something that was started a few years ago, but it hasn't been finalized. Thank you, Chair. Uh, thank you so much, uh, Honorable Bosho. Uh, Honorable Dango. Thank you, Chairperson, and thank you for the presentation. Two issues, uh, and I think the one uh, Honorable Bosho is, in fact, alluded to is how do we turn the pledges into actual cash? Do we have the personnel out there in foreign missions that can actually attract and turn those pledges into investments directly and link them with projects and companies in South Africa that can take advantage of that and move those pledges forward? That's one. Two is on the question of the furniture side and the um, clothing side. Is any of the funding going to be used to subsidize um, internships, or subsidize people who become trades persons uh, through an apprenticeship program so that industrialists and small industrialists can take people up in those industries and get subsidized uh, uh, salaries so that we can actually get um, to moving furniture forward. Um, I mean, at the moment we're importing furniture, whereas at one point we used to export furniture. Thank you. Thank you very much, Honorable uh, Dung. Any other hands? Okay. Okay, if I may also come in uh, 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 DM and uh, EG. Uh, I think in the last uh, meeting where the APP uh, of 2021-2022 uh, was tabled, we uh, requested uh, that uh, uh, in the past uh, the department uh, used to, you know, uh, to give us the economic context um, uh, that is uh, the, the, the global outlook in terms of the economy. Uh, it would uh, uh, that overview. Uh, the also the the DG, uh, GDP growth by sectors and provinces. Uh, it would give us uh, the manufacturing sector performance. Um, uh, and also the, the uh, South Africa uh, trade uh, with the rest of the world. It would, uh, uh, for instance, in terms of export, uh, take uh, say uh, top ten exports uh, in terms of the commodities, and also 
the top 10 Im uh, imports. Uh, it used to do that. Um, and uh, also the, the, the major trading uh, partners, uh, the top 10 and in terms of uh, export and uh, the major trading partners uh, in terms of uh, uh, the imports, um, the trade with BRICS partners, uh, but also the trade with the uh, within the continent. Um, uh, it, it used to give us uh, 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 that uh, uh, information and, and also employment uh, by sector. So we had requested that uh, last time. We, we thought that uh, this time around, uh, um, maybe we, the and also including the investment as well. Uh, I'm looking at the the old one that they submitting the, uh, uh, some years ago. Uh, but not some years ago, it was in 2019. So we had requested if we could have uh, that kind of. Uh, 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 information uh, uh, as part of uh, the, the the report. <clears throat> so we want to request that as well again uh, in future. Uh, the DM and uh, uh, DG. Uh, just question for me with regard to I'll, I'll try to go uh, program by program on on administration. Um, I, I see there's a. Uh, one of the indicators is to improve the structure of the DJIC. I just want to check uh, how often is this uh, going to be improved, the, the issue of the structures uh, of the DJIC, um, whether it is not causing anxiety uh, amongst the, the staff uh, that you, you keep on uh, restructuring uh, the, the structure uh, of a uh, the department, uh, which could cause uh, uh, anxieties, others be, will be concerned about uh, uh, their uh, positions. Uh, because from time to time, when are you going to say now everything is fine? So, and uh, so that uh, the, everybody is then settled. Uh, I don't know whether this got nothing to do with the restructuring. Then, with that, could cause uh, uh, some. Uh, to be concerned about uh, uh, their positions uh, in, in the department. I, I see also that uh, as you keep on changing your, your approach uh, to the performance indicators, because uh, I was looking at your previous uh, APP, as you correctly indicate that there has been a change uh, in your approach, <laughs> but it, it somehow, uh, it uh, also confuses us um, uh, to to compare with the previous APP. Uh, for example, uh, I we 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 don't see that in your. I've got in front of me here the APP that we tabled um, 2021-2022. You tabled on the first of uh, June uh, 2021. Um, on it, it had the 100% eligible credit as payment uh, made within 30 days. And uh, we don't have that uh, in the current uh, APP uh, under administration. Um, we, the issue of uh, the vacancy rate is not uh, indicated uh, in, the, in the current uh, uh, APP, uh, but we also don't 
uh, see any targets uh, on the audit outcomes. Uh, usually some departments would come to us and have a target of a clean audit, uh, for example, as one of the uh, 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 targets. Uh, 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 but there's nothing with regard to, to, to that unless you have couched it in uh, some other ways in the in the in, in under uh, program one um I, I saw in one that you also uh, i think the other challenge I, i'm having uh, i've been receiving uh, various uh, reports uh, for for this app they tend to change i know DTI, they always get updated their uh, uh, reports that they present uh, sometimes you will not know you'll, you'll still be with, uh, having an old uh, uh, one, yet it has been uh, perhaps uh, uh, changed. Uh, so uh, I saw something about the 25%. Uh, I don't know if it is in this uh, program uh, for women, youth, uh, I think, and uh, people uh, with disability. Um, I, I can't seem to be finding it now under the program. Nevertheless, uh, I, I was the, I wanted to check because uh, the, the, the yeah I've got it here twenty five percent. It says uh, procurement approved towards women, youth, and people with disability owned businesses. Um, my, my question is uh, it's, it, uh, the president I think in twenty twenty um, on the 9th of August. He indicated that uh, there is going to be a forty percent uh, of women-owned uh, uh, businesses that will be set aside. Um, is this, isn't this twenty-five percent uh, contrary to that statement uh, that was made by uh, the president uh, on the 9th of uh, August uh, in twenty twenty? Uh, uh, it was when he was addressing the, the Women's Day. Uh, um, I, I just want to check also under Program 1, uh, you are going to be establishing uh, a fully functional anti-corruption unit. Uh, when is this? Is this going to be within this uh, uh, financial uh, financial year? Uh, in, as well as this uh, entity's oversight unit uh, will also be during this uh, financial uh, year. Um, the other issue I wanted to check is with regard to the annual client satisfaction survey. I, I know Parliament uh, also has a, a, that kind of a, a, a survey, a client satisfaction survey. Uh, it regards uh, members of parliament as clients. So from time to time, it sends uh, uh, this uh, survey to them. Uh, um, but the difference with parliament is that it does this uh, on quarterly basis. Uh, but I see here yeah, the department is uh, doing it annually. Wouldn't it be perhaps uh, better to do it uh, uh, quarterly as well? Uh, yeah, I just if you can just uh, respond to that uh, uh, when it's time to respond. But on the issue, also on the issue of the number of intents, uh, I see that uh, in 2023-24, 20, 
you don't have any target uh, in terms of the the intents. Uh, can you clarify as to why uh, in 2023, 24, but then in 2024, 25, you have uh, the targets. Uh, uh, of the number of intents that will be appointed in 2022, 2023, 31, uh, 2023, 2024 uh, uh, is zero. And then again in 2024, 25, uh, 31, if you can just uh, uh, clarify uh, uh, that for us. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm happy also with the, <clears throat> with this issue of uh, uh, the status report to the executive authority on the implementation of the social uh, compact uh, so that the uh, um, minister is aware of what is happening uh, at uh, uh, NETLAC uh, processes. Because one of the stakeholders, especially with regard to the issue of the uh, social compact, he says there's not much, uh, uh, it's just uh, talks about talks. Uh, in terms of the engagement uh, currently. Uh, but if there is a monitoring by the ministry uh, as to what is it, uh, something that is beyond uh, just uh, talks about talks. Um, yeah. Then on trade uh, policy, I see that there's a, there's a identification. Of, in fact, it talks about the five priorities. Uh, I just wanted to know which uh, are these uh, five priorities, the finalization and submission uh, of SA services uh, offer in five priority sectors. If you can just remind us uh, about uh, those uh, uh, five uh, uh, priorities. But also on this program, I, I know we had, uh, you know, over the news over time, uh, South Africa and India proposing a waiver uh, on the application of certain provisions uh, on the trips uh, agreement. agreement. Uh, how far are we uh, with regard to to that? Uh, uh, but also still on the trade policy, uh, the the ITA uh, 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 bill. Uh, uh, I saw that. Uh, in fact, the uh, the DG uh, uh, has uh, uh, consolidated uh, in one slide uh, all these bills. I know they they have in various. Uh, a, a program, but uh, she consolidated them on one slide. So I might as well then ask uh, uh, all of them, the ITA, uh, the Patents Bill, uh, uh, Design Amendment Bill, um, uh, uh, as well as uh, as I saw uh, under consumer uh, and uh, corporate regulations, uh, some of the uh, bills, uh, especially Companies Amendment Bill, uh, it's been there uh, for several year, uh, years uh, in the APPs of uh, the uh, uh, department, but it never comes uh, uh, to parliament uh, to be tabled. Um, uh, whilst I'm still on this uh, bill, I would like also to check because in the in the previous uh, APP with regard to the liquor amendment bill, uh, it was talking about uh, the, the proposed changes. Uh, the review of the liquor amendment bill and proposed changes. That, that then gave us the impression that we were going, we were going to table uh, a, a liquor amendment bill uh, to parliament. 
uh, but uh, we we don't see that now. All that we see is that under that program, it talks about uh, uh, measures. Uh, I don't know what that that means. It, it's not a, a bill uh, that is being proposed. Uh, but also with regard to the National Credit Amendment uh, uh, Act, um, uh, it, it was talking in the last uh, uh, APP, it was talking about the National Credit Amendment Act implementation plan. Uh, but we see now that it's uh, one of the draft bills uh, that is uh, going to be tabled. Uh, uh, I don't know when. Uh, what is the difference then between this uh, National uh, Credit Amendment Act implementation bill, I mean, uh, plan, and the bill uh, that is one of the slides that uh, uh, the DG uh, presented. We've lost you, Chairperson. I think he got disconnected. I'm just going to follow up with him, Mr. Dango. He's trying to connect again. Madia? Okay. Okay. So. The chairperson is requesting that we should continue, the department should continue answering the question. Uh, may I just add one question to the chairpersons? Um, it's the question of the gambling bill. See the gambling bill back on there. 
Uh, just to report back what has happened to the prison gambling bill and the mediation thereupon. Thank you. Thanks. Uh, thanks, uh, thanks very much, Honorable uh, Um Now, members uh, who will uh, uh, reply, hopefully, the Honorable High will be able to connect, to connect before we finish the topics. Um, and I would like, yes, uh, who suggested uh, earlier, that uh, starting with uh, Honorable uh, Boshoff, that we take uh, the uh, acting DG to respond. And there are very specific questions that have been posed uh, to the uh, setting of the, the programs. Uh, the acting DG will indicate uh, which uh, of those questions should be referred to uh, this. DGs to respond to. Uh, so, uh, honorable members, uh, uh, I would like to hand over to the team DG at this point. Thank you, Dean. Um, uh, thank you to the honorable members for the, for the questions that you posed to us. I'll start with the questions posed by honorable Boschel. Um, just in relation to the electric vehicles and um, the, 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 the seeming contradiction between electric vehicles and uh, what we see with the Exxon. And I understood that was um, the point that um, the honorable member was raising. So there are various technologies as far as electric vehicles are concerned. And um, the one that we are most interested in uh, is really the, 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 the one where the energy is um, self-created in the driving process. So it's not all um, electric vehicles that would necessitate that the car uh, must be plugged in, uh, which uh, I, I can um, agree with the honorable person. But it will be quite a thing when uh, there's no chain. So um, and the, 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 the technologies that we are looking at are the ones that are uh, external energy um, resilient in a way. And um, more um, based on um, the ability of uh, of that technology to to really generate its own um, uh, electricity. So there isn't really much um, contradiction to say, but of course uh, that doesn't negate the fact that we are worried about uh, the the state of load shedding and its implication or the bigger work of government and uh, when it comes to us, the work that leads to um, industrialization. It is important that we, we stabilize the energy provision environment so that investors can go ahead uh, with the business of investing 
um, their children start um, who will be eligible in 2022 or 2022. So the, the, the point is well taken. Uh, in terms of uh, reducing uh, red tape, you see in the different programs, um, uh, the, all the 10 programs, there are elements of uh, reduction of red tape um, within uh, administration, which is really an inward-looking um, program, making sure that services are provided to all the other main programs of the department to improve uh, their productivity. We're looking at um, uh, areas of um, how do we respond uh, fast, how do we provide um, the type of technologies that will assist um, uh, the business um, of the, or rather the core branches um, of, the, of the department and how do we um, improve as far as turnaround times are concerned and the quality including of um, the legal uh, advice that is provided um, uh, to the rest of the, of the DTIC and we know that we are in a very legally charged environment where we do need to make sure that our uh, uh, policies and regulations and uh, different interventions can uh, stand um, uh, legal scrutiny. So it's those kind of things that uh, we make sure that uh, the quality, the turnaround time um, uh, is reduced uh, and we do it um, with, a, with a, a, um, the most um, bearable of, uh, of costs. So it's not uh, too uh, costly for us uh, to, to do the work that we do. And then in the other areas like um, really focus uh, on the economy, it's all the branches going back and looking at their own business and, and indicating within their, their own environment what is it that we need to do better. We agree with you on the proposals of that. There has been, um, there, there, there's been um, a lot of red tape and that is directed at small enterprises. And here I'm uh, making a distinction uh, between uh, legislation that is meant to accrue a, um, a public uh, benefit. And that legislation that may be um, may have, may have been appropriate for a particular time, but has lost its, um, its uh, appropriateness and yet it remains um, in, the, in the statutes. Uh, those are the kind of things that we will be looking at to reduce here. And um, that's within the DTIC. And um, I do need to indicate that we support the establishment of the, uh, the office uh, in, the, in, the, in the office of the president to deal with the directive, because this will help us now to target including the municipalities and uh, some of the bylaws that are really an impediment uh, for, um, for, for, for uh, against doing business that uh, must uh, be re-looked at and uh, sus uh, sustained um, solutions that over time uh, improves our legislative uh, environment, our regulatory environment uh, to make sure that um, business can be done with ease but it can be done safely and um, that uh, people are protected and empowered uh, to um, uh, question any unscrupulous business um, uh, activities uh, that they may need to question. So there, there is a balance there to be struck, but we do recognize that there's the important work intergovernmentally that requires to be done, 
and uh, Zoe Beckham, who will give me the presidency uh, to take forward. On the latest, and I'm, I'm, I already have uh, turned into investment, we can share the information with the, with the members of the, of the select committee. Um, our view of it is that a significant uh, amount of what has been placed has already been turned um, into uh, investments, and, and that um, where the investment did not materialize, and what we did at the investment conference is also to acknowledge that and remove it and from the pledged amount so that um, we don't miscommunicate and create an impression that a whole lot of investment is coming in, which is not. But it was a very small uh, figure we will share with you. And the, that same slide that was presented at the investment um, uh, conference. Uh, I'll ask my colleague, uh, Mauju, to just give the question that Honorable Bosch asked um, in relation to the SZ uh, in Humalanga. Uh, and um, the question that Honorable Daniel asked in terms of the, the pledges, uh, um, um, we, are, we will send that slide and that just uh, indicates um, where we are uh, with the pledges. We are in discussion um, with uh, DECO, and we do need to improve um, our, our, our footprint in as far as um, I think economic representation is concerned in our foreign missions. It doesn't necessarily have to be the DTSC, but um, the point that Honorable Bengo was, uh, was, uh, was raising uh, is a valid point that uh, it has to be personnel that are able to attract uh, the investment that we, uh, that we uh, require in the missions that they are at and that translate into bricks and mortar and employment right here at home. So um, that, uh, that discussion uh, is going on, Honorable uh, General, with DEPCO um, uh, to see how we can um, just uh, uh, strengthen that area of our work, particularly those uh, persons that represent um, South Africa abroad and that uh, in all areas, even where the DTIC may not have an office, there has to be a very strong uh, capability uh, to bring uh, investments to open markets for our exports and uh, to support um, our enterprises and entrepreneurs uh, who may be uh, struggling in the, uh, in the particular markets to bring us uh, market intelligence on uh, some of the difficulties uh, that may be introduced by new legislation and new regulation in those host countries so that um, ahead of time we are able to use um, all our, our, our instruments uh, to secure our share of um, exports in those particular markets. So these are, these are very important uh, considerations and I thank you Honorable Bingo um, for, for, for raising it. And then in terms of the economic context, I do recall that um, the committee did ask for it. And, and we, will, we will just make sure that uh, in, the, in, the, in the next presentation that uh, we, we, uh, we provide the committee what the committee, uh, the committee um, uh, is asking. The issue of the 30 days um, of, uh, of payment, you're correct, uh, in your observation, and uh, that was the question from the chair, that it is not the 
Um, I think part of us as a learning institution, um, in the way that we set aside our, our targets, is that where over time we have achieved a target that that uh, in a way graduates uh, to uh, uh, to perhaps even just a performance agreement, but doesn't itself just remain in the in the APP. Uh, you have seen that in previous presentations you would have made the CFO would have emphasized the fact that um, we've achieved uh, this target and in some instances reference would be made of uh, us being able to settle some of these invoices even within a shorter space of um, uh, space of time, uh, like two weeks, uh, you know, 14, uh, 14 to 16 days which is uh, an average of what we are able to do. So that, that, that's part of the innovation, that where the improvement is now cemented, the systems are operating accordingly. And we, we also graduate that um, from the APP um, uh, on the issue of the audit outcomes. And I think that would be the, the, the same type of, um, of response. And then on the 25% procurement, um, uh, from uh, from women, we are seeing this as a, an incremental target, and I'll ask the CFO to talk to us. But um, I think over the three years, we do get to that forty percent, um, so that indeed we are not contrary to what the, the president has said. But um, uh, increasingly, we are building up our systems to be able to achieve uh, that target. The anti-corruption unit. Um, uh, and uh, the unit that manages our, our, our agencies, yes, we intend to finalize that um, in this uh, financial uh, year. On the annual uh, survey, um, uh, we are starting with it as an, as an annual uh, survey, but we do take the, the, the advice and uh, the, 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 um, the observation of the chair that um, a quarterly survey may very well uh, serve us, um, at the table, uh, serve us much better than uh, an annual survey. We, we, we starting this, um, and uh, we are testing, uh, we are testing it out to see how, particularly program one, which is that inward-looking program, and it's similar to what the chair indicated, um, that we can uh, can we can strengthen. How it supports the rest of, uh, of, uh, of the business very much better. I've been advised that as far as intents are concerned, the reason you would see a zero in the year that follows, and it's uh, because intents have to be employed on a two-yearly basis. So we won't generally take intents on an annual basis, and we'll take them on a two-yearly basis uh, because they are employed for a period of two years, so that would be the reason why we see that as a as a as, a, as an area of uh, of uh, as reflected in the APP on the social context, and um, we take uh, the advice and the observation of the of the chair. We'll be monitoring this quite closely. I do know that uh, there has been uh, some 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 movements here. And uh, members of the executive have also been uh, involved, but uh, the issue that the chair has been raising, which we will be keeping a keen eye on, is that uh, there, there must be a fast movement here so that those, uh, the, the important social compact 
and this uh, is finalized. So thank you, Chair, uh, for, for raising that. Uh, Chair, on the issue of the trade policy, the five priority sectors in services, I'll ask Nikki uh, to talk to the seminary to the, the TRIPS uh, agreement. And my view of the big grip that we were able to secure for, for, for the country and uh, for many developing countries that will also be allowed to uh, manufacture and uh, 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 some of some of the important things that uh, that that, uh, that are embedded in the responses uh, to COVID, and then um, deal with that in a way that is globally uh, compliant as far as the WTO uh, is concerned. So um, I'll ask Nick just to talk about uh, where we are with uh, realization of that, and um, uh, ask uh, my colleague Evelyn to deal with the, with the various bills, the companies are making bill, uh, the LICA, and uh, also the National Credit Amendment Bill, uh, adding on to that list, so the gambling bill that Honorable Devil uh, has raised. Uh, so um, maybe just to recap that uh, my colleague Mount Umutiani uh, deals with uh, the Umalanga SEZ uh, letter. And that uh, my colleague uh, Nikki Priyan then deals with the issues related to the trade policy. My colleague uh, Dr. Edward Masocha, uh, the issues relating to the companies and the bill and the various bills and that I had mentioned previously, and that uh, the CFO, to the extent that the CFO would be uh, necessary, um, um, in addition to what I've uh, uh, said. The, the presidential target on um, on the procurement of services and uh, uh, CFO and uh, perhaps uh, if uh, there's any other financial matter that I need to do that I need to do but put uh, in that order through the DM and check with the pension. It seems that uh, seems that uh, honourable members think uh, uh, Jefferson is not back yet. I, I am back, uh, yeah. Oh, I'm back. I'm back, uh, Jefferson. Thank you very much for being connected. Yeah. I I uh, I suppose tell you have had a suggestion by the FTBG. So our suggestion is that uh, we should have additional responses from the from the uh, BDGs. So starting with Mr. Malcolm Olefani and then the other colleagues will follow. Thank you. Thanks, thanks, yeah. thanks very much, DM, DG, and Chair. And thanks also to Honorable Bishop for um, being consistent in making sure that um, the work is done in Kumaran. Um, I must say that the Bumalanga SCZ is a classical example of the projects that lay bare the weaknesses of the old SCZ model. Sorry, DDG. Sorry, DDG. Perhaps while you're responding to the SCZ question from Honorable Bosho, maybe you can also. Uh, talk to other SEZ uh, in the in the APP. 
that you tabled uh, uh, in in July, uh, you you were informing us uh, about the progress uh, with regard to the proposed SEZ uh, of Far River City uh, towards Feta uh, Homo, uh, Bujanello Platinum Valley, uh, Wild Coast, uh, Namakwa. Uh, and uh, as well as the uh, Gauteng uh, EC high capacity freight corridor uh, for the expansion of the Ford and Tswane uh, Automotive and uh, also the Gomazi SZ. So I, I wanted you to just to respond on all of them instead of uh, just uh, responding uh, on one. Okay, you can continue, Didi. Thanks, thanks. Uh... Thanks, thanks. Uh, thanks, um, um, Honorable um, Chair. Um, I think um, maybe let me just try and, and recap on the one-on-one. One. Um, as I indicated, Chair, uh, that it was just one of those uh, classical examples of projects that um, um, repair or expose the weaknesses of the old um, model of SZ, where we ever relied um, on the capacity and the leadership of the province. Um, and I must say that um, it's, it's what necessitated this new approach that the DG presented on to say that one of the things that we would be producing this year it's a revamped model on the industrial parks and special economic zones. Um, in Pumalanga, we've been uh, struggling um, with the um, capacity, but also even the uh, cooperation from the province. Um, but I think at this stage, we have reached a, a consensus in terms of the direction, um, but also in terms of the achievement thus far. We have been able to deploy the SCZ PMU that we have established at IBC led by the Pomadici. They are intimately involved in the project. Um, the challenge there was just capacity to implement. Through that PMU and, and with, of course with, the, with our assistance, we have been able to um, establish the company. Um, we have also um, deployed the former DTG of the BTSC, who's chairing the board, and the board consists of all the spheres of government. Uh, we've also persuaded the provincial government as part of the new approach where all spheres of government must be involved in the infrastructure development. So the, for this new financial year, we started this month, we allocated around 64 million which will start basic infrastructure, including the operating costs for the SCZ. Um, the, we have also requested the PMU to uh, operationalize some of the investments that we've attracted. Is one big investment uh, from Dubai we call DT World, which is a logistic firm. Um, they will be setting up there. Um, they told us, um, I think, beginning of this year, that they would be, they would want to be operational in six months. We can believe, I think it's correct. Should be around June, July. And the beauty about this is that he would be putting their own money on the infrastructure, which is what we we're also advocating for private sector um, involvement. Um, the only challenge we're dealing with is around the EIA and township establishment, 
on the land he uh, identified, uh, mainly because he wanted to be uh, closer to the railway line, uh, which was still outside of the SEZ. So we're working with the, um, uh, the province to ensure that we accelerate the that EIA process. Um, also, one of the challenges that we had was around the, um, the impact, um, what we call flat um, over on the M4, because the SEZ is around M4. So when the province submitted the application to um, Sandral, um, the um, Sandral uh, were of the understanding that the SEZ would immediately have many companies and they rejected the application on the basis that there would be a massive um, influx of traffic and that um, ensures we are congested. As such, the application was not approved. We have appointed a traffic engineer through IDC as a DTIC to help the province because we know that it was just going to take years. So that engineer has been appointed to deal with the traffic impact, but also to convince and work with Sandra to ensure that the is clarity because our view is that the, um, the, uh, the rejection was based on the full scale implementation, but the SEs that will be in uh, construction phase for a few years and will only be affecting um, investments systematically. By the time the traffic is high, and we have built that they have over bridge. So that's insofar as um, um, the provincial, um, 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 I mean, I must say, honorable um, uh, um, um based on the work that is currently undertaken and our involvement in the national government, uh, we are convinced that we will be able to um, um, achieve a lot. I think generally on SDZ, um, honorable chairperson, um, we are affected uh, just like the country in terms of the uh, investment climate, but I think there has been a significant uh, increase in terms of investment. Um, in the last uh, financial year, when we were reporting to the committee, um, we had, I think, over 145 companies uh, operating in special economic zones. Uh, currently, we have 167, and this is based on quarter three uh, reports from SEZ, with uh, consolidating the quarter four report, uh, which I think uh, would be ready by the end of the um, demand. In terms of the um, SEZ that are performing, we obviously um, still have UHA contributing a lot in terms of uh, investments in SEZ. Um, at the moment, we, as a dedicated chair, we have uh, 167 with Guha um, 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 having a lion's share, um, it's, it's still having um, 54 companies operating in special economic zones. And of course, building uh, or constructing additional aid factories. Um, we have hazards um, that is coming into the stream. If uh, operationalized two companies that are currently operating there, by the end of August this year, would have all travel factories operating with the fourth expansion being the one. So I think uh, in terms of uh, investments, pledges and investments that we have put on, in so far as the, um, the new ones, we're still doing quite well. Um, I think in terms of, uh, if I can just deal with the, those ones that have been giving us problems, the other one was uh, Musina Makhato Chair, Mosina Makado, for the longest time, we've been dealing with the, um, the rejection and the media issues concerning the EIA 
in the province. And they, these objections were simply based on the EIA application that also included a construction of a power station and uh, a coal power station. And I think the pronouncement by Chinese also helped us uh, to a certain extent because once they pronounced it meant that we're no longer proceeding with the power station, but proceeding with all the other um, um, manufacturing plants. Um, the EIA has since been approved. So the, for Musina Makato SCZ, there is now EIA approval. The SCZ had two land parcels, the other land parcels had never had a EIA problems. They are currently putting up infrastructure. As I indicated, with a new approach, uh, we also forcing provinces and municipalities to contribute towards the infrastructure. The provinces contributed 600 million, they are putting up that uh, infrastructure, uh, bulk infrastructure. They would be, um, of course, requesting the DTIC for additional funding for the infrastructure, which is tiny compared to what the province has contributed. There is a number of uh, investors that are also lining up. Um, they've already requested the deputy minister to call and do a short training for the infrastructure and, and rollout. So that insofar as the Mosina um, Makado share, I think we're also experiencing progress. Um, there is other proposed SCZ, as the chair indicated, one of them being the Duwazi SCZ. <clears throat> I must say, Chair, also this one is also based in the Elipopo province in Skukune. It has been some achievements, there's a number of uh, investments that I, investors that are interested to locate there. Some of them, um, they indicated that they would want to locate in the next six months. We're working uh, quite uh, closely with the province. We are in the process of uh, establishing a company. This is not an SCZ yet uh, because it's, uh, they've not yet applied. What we did agree with the province on is that we're going to systematically implement this because by the time we submit application to the DTIC, we want to have had a solid investment uh, pipeline, no more uh, theories or letters of intent, but we need solid investments. The solid investments will be investors that are already putting up infrastructure on the ground. We are entering into a quadrupartite agreement with province, uh, municipalities, uh, local and the districts. And one of those agreements, again, is around the contribution to the infrastructure. Uh, we also working with the private sector. Um, there is a mine called Glencore in the region. They have already helped us uh, by developing um, the industrial park. So the SCZ is not necessarily a, a greenfield, but it's a brownfield. There is a state-of-the-art infrastructure to, um, developed by the private sector. So again, Chair, um, there is going to be a, a very interesting development in that part of the region and so forth. Again, we're working um, on the other industrial parks uh, or SCs uh, such as Wild Coast in the, uh, in the uh, Eastern Cape. Um, we have a number of investors, again, interested to locate them, busy building the um, basic infrastructure. The province has allocated money for the bulk infrastructure for the fencing. The DTIC has also approved funding through a CIP to put a bulk infrastructure. So, Chair, um, we're no longer waiting for just paperwork to process applications, but we have agreed as part of the new model that when we implement this, is that 
We are also um, immediately starting with the infrastructure and to demonstrate viability, all spheres of government must contribute money for that infrastructure. And again, um, with the last one, we have said there are many, but uh, let me just touch on the last, uh, two last ones, the uh, vulnerable city estimates. This one is also a very interesting uh, work because it's part of what we are saying that SCZ must be about development of a region. It's no, it's no longer about just a first area, but we're intervening in that part of the world to resuscitate the former glory um, of that region in so far as the manufacturer being a manufacturing hub of housing. So we are having a multiple projects in that area. There is uh, land parcels or areas that are candidate for the SSS development. It's also um, a project that we're also implementing, uh, ranging from uh, fuel cells uh, to um, a, a, a time manufacturing. But in this one, again, we would be um, having a massive uh, regional development and, and, and area initiative um, in the industry in area. The last one is uh, Notary Cape. The Notary Cape is anchored around <coughs> um, a smelting um, or mineral processing. The application has since been uh, submitted to the DTIC. It's under consideration. We're working with the province again to ensure that we accelerate the development. The smelter has already started doing some work. We have already registered the company with the province. There is an interim board uh, appointed to drive uh, the development. So, Chair, those are just uh, examples of what we are doing on the ground. But the, the work on the SCs at this point challenges uh, is continuing. Uh, we will also be uh, presenting to you quite uh, uh, soon the, the new um, approach or the new model to the SCs, but also a new approach to special industrial development. Because part of the challenge that we have in the country is that in the absence of a coherent approach, you have everyone, every region wanting a special economic zone, even where they're not viable. But we bring in, in totality all these special initiatives under one coherent plan uh, driven by the DTS in terms of making sure that all our regions in the country achieve their maximum potential. Thank Uh, thank you very much, um, Game, um, DP, and Jay. I'll respond to the questions on the services sectors, the priority services sectors in the AFCFTA. Um, it's transport, um, communication, um, finance, um, tourism, and business services. Um, it's the priorities, and the aim is to finalize the schedule of the sector-specific commitments by June this year, and then we will move on to the other outstanding sectors and the negotiation of the specific commitments in, in those. Um, in terms of the question on the TIPS waiver, um, there's been um, a lot of discussions in the recent months between the main proponents and also those opposing the TIPS waiver in the WTO, and we, we are moving towards, uh, there is an emerging consensus that we're moving on in terms of an outcome on that, and that proposal will still have to go through the different committees in the WTO for formal approval. And the aim is to have that done by the 12th um, WTO ministerial. Um, 
My apologies for that. And um, the aim is to have um, the outcome approved by the, all of the ministers of the WTO. The second is this at the 12th WTO ministerial conference that will take place on the 13th to the 17th of June um, this year. Uh, thank you. Um, Thank you, DM um, and DG. Uh, thank you, Chair and the honorable members. From the uh, legislative program and the um, questions raised around the progress on the legislation, I will start with the um, National Credit Amendment Act of 2019. So, uh, Chair, you are correct that in 2021 financial year, we indicated that there will be an implementation plan for the implementation of the Act. Um, so, going back to 2019, when we um, gave a feedback to the Portfolio Committee on the legislation, there was an impact assessment study that we also presented to the committee to indicate some of the issues that were raised by the stakeholders uh, in terms of the implementation. And some of those issues were um, highlighted throughout the legislative process when the, before the, the, the bill was passed into law. So what has transpired was that um, there were consultations uh, from that uh, from that. Briefings. There were there were consultations with industry, uh, with the minister and the regulators because we were trying to see how implementation can be seamless and uh, cost effective and not to be burdensome to the fiscal. So on that basis, the discussions were ongoing. Then um, with the implementation, the, the decision was taken that. Instead of implementing uh, the legislation that might have unintended consequences and challenges, it might be um, better to reconsider some of the issues that need to be amended. So that's why we are now referring to a national gambling amendment bill. So the two processes, it, 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 was, an, it was an act, and but there were concerns raised, first by the impact assessment study, and then through the consultations with the stakeholders, we realized that there were uh, issues that needed further consideration. And um, the advice provided was that there might be areas that requires that the act be amended before it is implemented. So this is a prudent approach of trying to ensure that there is cost effectiveness, there is a seamless implementation of the legislation and that it does not uh, create barriers or unintended consequences, even to the uh, vulnerable consumers it was intended to support and, 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 and provide for. So it, it was meant to provide for debt relief uh, for uh, lower income earning consumers. However, because of the challenges that were raised by the study and by the consultations in terms of implementation costs and, and others, the, 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 the vulnerable consumers might uh, find themselves more um, affected negatively than positively. So that's where the status is. So the plan is to look at the areas of concerns 
and to bring forward the amendments to the to parliament. And in terms of the timelines, because it's a new process, um, we will be looking at uh, consolidating the issues, consulting further, and going into the different processes that are required when the legislation is amended or when it's brought to the different processes, legislative processes. So that is the second one. On the leader, um, uh, it, there was a bill, uh, Chair, and the bill was uh, was ready uh, from the NETLEP process, um, it, ready to be uh, processed in terms of the parliamentary processes. It was, um, there was NETLEP and then it was returned, it was then tabled at one of the committees of, of, of the of cabinet, cabinet committee, and there was even a comment made on that, on that bill. So we have been reviewing it um, in preparation, but then when the pandemic um, occurred, we realized as a department that the, the issue of legal abuse in the country was very, um, was quite uh, significant. And uh, even during the different um, uh, adjustments, adjust the strategy uh, level <coughs> of uh, the pandemic, we could see the impact of the ICA situation in the country and how it was impacting on different other um, issues. So what we then realized is that the, the, the challenge is much bigger than some of the provisions that we have in the legislation. So it has been under review. And now in terms of the further consideration, following the experiences and lessons learned during the pandemic, consideration is to look at a coordinated approach, looking at the measures that um, could be put in place to address the, the issues in a more comprehensive and sustainable manner. So currently, we are consulting with other departments. We have started engagements from um, last year uh, in the second quarter to engage in terms of the measures that can be coordinated. The plan is to still look at the legislation, but also looking at the integrated approach. So there is a coordinated approach that we're looking at to address these challenges. Um, given the fact that it's, it's, there is a need for a bigger approach, an impactful approach, um, instead of a piecemeal approach. So we are looking at this, looking at other departments, so the next step we are planning is to approach cabinet with um, the, the discussion points to look at how to strengthen our various measures as a collective environment. So hopefully in the process, we will be going back to the amendment uh, bill in a stronger way with more focused uh, approach, but not only as a DTIC, but also working closely with other departments and, and also to recognize them for the participation and how they have supported us uh, in the different engagement as we are looking at navigating these issues because we have realized that liquor abuse is quite a big issue for Africa and it requires a concerted and integrated approach. Then the company's um, legislation, the company's amendment bill, uh, Chair, you are correct, it has been ongoing for some time. So in 2019, there was a process at NetLEC uh, from mid-year, and that process uh, went on for some time, and it was there were a lot of issues that needed to be addressed, but then <laughs> uh, several areas of disagreements between constituencies and stakeholders, and that process was then reopened again to try to 
uh, streamline the issues, to simplify them, to get more understanding and consensus. Because we were thinking about um, just taking the issues to Parliament and then the legislation that is highly contentious, highly challenged, and areas that are not properly considered. So we gave it more time for consultation. And in the process um, of those consultations, there were substantive issues uh, in the amendment, uh, in the discussion processes that has um, resulted in a further bill that was then ad advertised and gazetted in October of, of, of 2021. So that process is underway, Chair. We are now considering those stakeholder comments and submissions. And then the intention is to uh, finalize that process, then go to cabinet and, and, and attempt to introduce the legislation before end of this financial uh, year. It looks at, uh, the, the bill looks at the issues that were identified from our regulators, from the advisory committee of the minister from 2011 to the act, the change effect. And it also addresses issues of disclosure in terms of reporting, um, disclosures of remuneration in, in certain types of companies, the shares of ownership in companies to address issues of uh, money laundering and also to meet our international obligations. There are issues of red tape where processes are being simplified and clarified where there were no guarantees and certain provisions, just to make sure that there is the ease, ease of doing business and um, the regulatory barriers are reduced. So there is issues of red tape that are being addressed by the, by the bill. Another bill um, on the companies will be looking at the representation of um, labor or worker, worker representation in boards. It's a very important intervention talking to issues of transformation and looking at how the board structures can take into account issues of workers. Um, from the presentation by the DG and also various discussions with Minister, you know that issues of worker representation, worker uh, opportunities for workers, worker participation are very instrumental. And this other uh, bill will be looking at that in terms of uh, the modalities of uh, governance of boards um, working with um, representations uh, from labor and, and workers. So that one is still a new uh, process. It's, it's a bill that will be developed. There will be further consultations. So it might be that um, the processes are more advanced in the next financial year, more than this financial year. The last one that Chair was raised um, by Honorable Dango is around the National Gambling Amendment Bill. Um, the National Gambling Amendment Bill has been in the uh, parliamentary processes. Uh, it was revived in this uh, current administration. Uh, it's currently in the mediation processes, uh, which it was referred in December in the NCOP to the mediation process. Uh, in terms of the update, um, um, Honorable Nando, uh, I don't have the update, but it's something that as a, as a department, we have undertaken to uh, put this as one of our APP uh, priorities because we are, as a department, going to support the different processes where we are required to support in terms of the, the finalization of this bill in Parliament. So it's still in the parliamentary processes, and we can follow up maybe with the, um, the parliamentary uh, colleagues in terms of where the processes are.
but the last update we have was that it was tabled in, in December and then it was referred uh, from the NCOP to the regulation process. So that is still an ongoing process, but we are we have prioritized it for this uh, financial year uh, in terms of the outcomes of how it will be uh, implemented. So I think those are the four pieces of legislation that I needed to give feedback on. Um, and thank you very much. Chair, if I could definitely respond to the question around the procurement targets. I think the DG has infinitely responded to the question, but if I could maybe just add, uh, um, this is a, a new KPI, um, but also it ties in quite closely with the transformational objectives of the department. So it's something that we do see um, as quite important area of work. And it's something that we are uh, working quite closely with the Department of Women, Youth, and Persons with Disabilities, as well as National Treasury, to see how best uh, we can implement this. It's important to note that the entire state procurement goes through the centralized supply database. And we've seen how best the centralized supply database can be used as an instrument to actually drive this. Um, because this is quite an important area. Currently, the CFD contains information around directorships of all companies, but not particularly ownerships um, across the board. So we are working quite closely with the Department of Women. We did um, innovate this discussion with them. But I think as we look to implement this, we are building internal systems, which will then gradually move us from a 25% target Thank you. Thank you, Honorable Chair. So that's uh, the CFO was the, the last one. So if you can just quickly share through uh, through you. Um on on matters relating to us home. Very well, honorable Bosch. Um, we, we all know that uh, this uh, uh, a, a, a serious challenge that uh, we are facing. The, but we're making progress. The, the, the honorable members should remember that uh, the, with, with, with Window 5 was uh, been delayed, it has now been uh, expedited. The, 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 the business has been finalized. Uh, in the last week, the Minister of Mineral Resources and Energy announced between uh, the six. He has also communicated that by the end of this year, uh, he will uh, may announce to the Minister. So action has been taken. In respect of uh, electric vehicles that our Bishop was talking about, we remember that our Minister uh, announced an investment by Ford. Uh, at a special economic zone. So what we're doing there is that uh, for that uh, investment to go ahead, we're looking at a new feeder there because uh, as soon as uh, production starts, they can lend itself to the kind of disruptions that are occasioned by the power outages. So um, uh, we, will, uh, we will deal with the, with the issues of making new, uh, new energy vehicles. With regard to commerce, 
Honorable Boss of just to <coughs> as a matter of emphasis, uh, in the in the coming weeks, uh, uh, I will go to Bomazi and uh, will extend an invitation to you. We we quite we have taken quite a long time, but uh, we're making progress now. We know we show that the uh, um, uh, Dubai Port World will locate there quite soon as uh, one of them, Mr. Modifan was uh, was saying. So we just have to sort the issues relating to with the parcel to connect to the N4 and uh, transnet with relation to ensuring that uh, the SEZ can have access to the railway line so that uh, we can get um, can get to the Maputo uh, port. So with that one, we will be able to uh, ensure that uh, we can create an, an, a major investor in that special economic zone this year. So we'll be able to give you feedback. Hopefully we'll meet in a format when we will take this there. So the same thing with the others that uh, um, Mr. Was, uh, was reporting on. So we think that we're making progress in the many others that were stuck. Uh, the Musina Makado was stuck. Fetafomu, Tubati, the same difficulties. We think we're making a, a good progress there. Uh, tomorrow, I'm on my way to the Eastern Cape. One of the things we're looking at is just to look at uh, what progress is being done with Mufuha with regard to the wild codes, the um, um, industrial park, welcome SEZ in, at the future stage. So we'll have a discussion with them there to see how best can we first get our work, the work that is undertaken. Uh, in that industrial park. Um, Honorable Dango, the, yes, the issues with regard to the, the pledges um, and attracting more investment in using our foreign nations. We are led by the, uh, the Department of International Relations and Cooperation a few weeks ago to launch uh, a, a, what, they, what is called a a coordination mechanism for economic diplomacy, focusing on the African continent. So that's something that we can replicate as soon as uh, we have learned from it. But uh, it will ensure that uh, the whole of government can coordinate to ensure that uh, we can drive penetration into markets and to ensure that we can uh, attract more foreign direct investment. So that coordination is, uh, I think, we, that's an important step that has been taken. So with regard to honorable Hyde Chairperson, we 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 are ready with regard to the information that is required to give context uh, to what is being done uh, in the detailed work of the APP. So we've taken that into account. Uh, with regard uh, to to admin, uh, <laughs> I thought that uh, the issue is going to deal with the difficult question. With regard to uh, what's going to happen with the employees of the ETIC, what is what, what is this work that we're undertaking? Is it going to cause anxiety inside of the ETIC? Look, the, the minister's approach is we, we need to ensure that uh, we can uh, improve the performance of, uh, of the ETIC through greater integration, uh, ensuring that they can more focused. 
So what is called optimization is to ensure that we can use the EGIC resources in a way that uh, they can, we can make an impact. So we do recognize, and uh, I would uh, understand from your other life, that we got to be very cognizant of what would happen because we don't want to start a process that creates anxiety and all you do for two years is to manage that anxiety instead of focusing on uh, uh, the, the outcomes uh, that we have identified. So it is something that the minister is quite mindful of. So we'll be very conscious of how we deal with that much. So with regard to the social compact, you will quite like the, 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 the progress has been quite slow, uh, but it's something that uh, we, we're acting on. We, we should, uh, we should uh, um, appreciate uh, that we are in a difficult uh, uh, space compared to a few years ago, and including the relationships with those social partners. So there's a great deal of uh, trust deficit there that impacts not on the issues of what should be done uh, on, on the on social complexity, but it's simply because uh, there's, uh, the levels of trust uh, are quite low. It is something that we've got to address to ensure that we can make uh, uh, faster progress. Otherwise, uh, uh, let me thank the PG and the, and the team uh, on the specific questions that they responded to. So that's where I would like uh, to stop. And you will guide us, Chair, if uh, you still want us to respond to other questions. No, thank you very much. Uh, thank you very much, dear. Uh, um, I just want to check if uh, honorable uh, uh, members have a follow-up question. I still have a, a follow-up question because I got cut. Uh, maybe you should learn from uh, uh, the department uh, by bringing everybody physically uh, in one vein. Uh, maybe we should also apply to the chair of uh, committees. Uh, that we go back to Parliament uh, so that we don't get uh, kicked out uh, from time to time. Yeah. Um, and I remember as if there are any follow-up questions, you're free to come in. I, I take the point that was raised by Honorable Bosho. Uh, 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 Perhaps what we, we, we need to be doing uh, is to invite a, a, a department, uh, but specific programs, uh, uh, so that we, we get uh, uh, more detail uh, with that to those uh, specific uh, programs uh, uh, at DM. Uh, um, uh, for example, some of the, 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 the outcomes and outcome indicators, um, they, 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 mean, they, they are meaningless to members. Uh, when you, 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 you have a, an, an outcome indicator that talks about a report, and uh, that uh, there'll be these number of reports, and that is an outcome indicate. It's meaningless to members because they don't know the contents uh, of those reports. Um, so therefore, it is important uh, that we invite uh, 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 specific programs uh, to come in in detail uh, with regard to the contents uh, of those reports and the activities, because what we need to measure are the activities, not just to say there will be a report. For example, you, you cannot have a, 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 an indicator maybe say uh, on, on, on women, 
and all you need to do is just say we'll have a report uh, on the representation of women and there's no detail as to uh, what percentage uh, that representation will be uh, but the outcome indicator is just there'll be a report on 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 women representation so that would be meaningless to members because you don't have the details in terms of uh, what percentage uh, that representation will be like because um, most of if you look at all the the programs uh, most of them they they got a, a number of uh, 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 outcome indicators as a report others would be one report others 30 reports uh, two reports and uh, for members those are, are meaningless until you you deal with the content and the activities uh, that are contained uh, in those reports uh, so therefore the way forward for us as a committee will be to invite a program uh, for example if we invite a trade policy uh, we must be able to know uh, what issues a uh, uh, M M M M C twelve M C twelve is going to be dealing with uh, the question of the the trade rules, uh, the, the issue of the electronic uh, uh, commerce, the fisheries subsidy, agricultural subsidy. We need the details with regard to those issues, um, as well as other issues uh, with regard to uh, the Africa. Uh, 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 content-free uh, trade uh, uh, area. So we need details around those issues. So from time to time, we'll be inviting uh, 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 departments on specific programs. And uh, we do the same with the, uh, the special, uh, 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 what is it called? Uh, they changed uh, the names of uh, this, uh, the special industrial development. Uh, so that we get details around the issue of the SEZ, each one of those, those that uh, are still have pending applications and those that uh, are operational, uh, what investment are they attracting, those that are, are operational, what are the stumbling blocks with regard to those uh, that uh, have a pending uh, application, um, uh, so, so, so that we get an update with regard to those, including uh, the industrial park. Uh, I'm, I'm very concerned because, uh, as you know, DM, that uh, uh, where I'm deployed uh, in terms of the constituency uh, is an area where there's uh, <coughs> an industrial park. Uh, my concern is that uh, the, in terms of these phases, these phases, the problem with them is that uh, they, they, they don't have time frames that uh, a particular phase, phase one uh, will go on uh, for say 12 months or six months after that then you get to 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 phase two uh, phase two will be this and that and then you go to phase three uh, you know so, so that those are some of the concerns uh, uh, you know with, for example in Dimaza, currently uh, for the past two years it's been this installation of uh, this high mask uh, mask uh, 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 electric uh, 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 pillars or pole nothing more uh, previously it was a fencing uh, of, of the the industrial park so there are no factories uh, except those old ones that were before uh, uh, that were not uh, vandalized that are operating there and no new investment taking place uh, so so those are uh, will be the details that uh, we will require but also in terms of uh, all those uh, that uh, 
the DDG was responding to, we would like them to be in writing uh, before we, we, we invite uh, 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 the department on those, as well as uh, um, the, the financing uh, or the, the industrial policy, especially around the master plans. Uh, so we will need more details with regard to that, whether uh, each of the partners uh, are meeting their commitments with regard to those, uh, uh, to those uh, uh, sector plans. I think the other issue that was raised in the APP uh, of last year was that the, the, the department is consulting on the issue of the procurement bill. I don't know whether this is a... Uh, is, is not supposed to be a, a treasury bill, or, uh, but I know that uh, the department also has a, a vested interest on this bill. But in the report of the APP, it was saying that uh, there's a consultation that is taking place um, uh, with the uh, NETLAG. And uh, one of the stakeholders is saying that bill has not yet been tabled uh, in the, uh, in the, in the uh, NETLAG. But the, the, the APP last year was saying that the consultation is taking place and they would netlock. And so, and that was a, more than a year ago. Uh, but this bill today, uh, DM, is not yet at a netlock uh, for consultation. Uh, but another concern is that is the one on the, the procurement, uh, the, the preferential procurement. The, the concern there is that. Uh, uh, the the regulation that have been issued in March, uh, they they silent uh, on the issue of uh, uh, local uh, local component uh, with I mean with regard to 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 to, to the regulation. So that is a, another concern. But as we're saying that uh, uh, there's no they say there's no reference uh, in local uh, procurement in the regulations. Uh, uh, that have been issued, uh, so that that that's why then we're saying that uh, we will be inviting uh, the, these programs uh, individually, or we could combine some of them. Maybe invite two to to report on the work uh, that they are doing in detail, specifically uh, the, the the trade policy, the industrial policy, uh, the special industrial development, um, and the industrial financing. So those. Uh, would be the ones that we would really be interested in. Because um, uh, especially uh, their role uh, in provinces, uh, the details uh, with regard to their role in, in provinces. Uh, the other issue, DM, I would, I would like to raise, I'm, I'm happy that uh, most of the programs, they, they, they talk to this issue of red tape uh, but it would be good if uh, there could be within the department a, stri- a structure that would be similar maybe to that uh, uh, that is, is established or being established in the presidents. Um, so that uh, there's a coordination first within the department itself as it uh, link up with, uh, uh, with the presidency red tape uh, unit. Uh, it, 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 it does that in a coordinated fashion. Know that each department will, I mean, each program on its own uh, will deal with the, 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 the presidency red tape unit. It should be something that is coordinated together with the entities uh, of, uh, 
of of the department because the uh, uh, dm from time to time we we get complaints uh, uh, from from members uh, of the public uh, about uh, also the policies uh, the department would have uh, policies such as the black industrial uh, policies but the some of the requirements, uh, there are complaints around those uh, uh, requirements, and the uh, people come to us. Uh, I was talking now to to Chulu because uh, there's a gentleman who's been uh, on my shoulders since uh, last year. Uh, no, normally when these complaints come, uh, I just uh, give them the address of the chairperson of the uh, NCOP and say just have it as a as a petition. Uh, send it to uh, to to the. I give them the address and the email address, and it goes to the chairperson, and the chairperson does the uh, his part. Uh, but unfortunately, they, when they're not getting uh, uh, the result, they come back to me. Uh, uh, just before the meeting, uh, I was talking to you. There's uh, another one who's complaining about uh, the the policy uh, of the black industrial uh, industrialists. Uh, the requirements uh, that is making it difficult for them uh, to participate in that particular program. Uh, so I'm, I'm saying, therefore, uh, part of this uh, red tape uh, should also allow individuals uh, to, to, to make submissions as well. Uh, I'm not saying you should uh, change the policy, but you should consider uh, uh, the issues that they are raising, other could be administrative, uh, others could be uh, policy-related uh, 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 issues. Uh, so I'm I'm not going to ask questions. I'm just uh, now just summarizing uh, with regard to some uh, of the concerns uh, uh, that are being uh, uh, raised uh, 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 to us uh, as this committee. Um, yeah. Uh, I think that those are the issues, unless if members uh, also have issues that uh, they want to 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 raise. Um, otherwise, uh, we will then come to uh, the other internal matters of uh, the committee. Honourable members, not maybe. Let me go back to you then, uh, uh, DM, for the parting shots. Closing remarks on your part. Thanks. Thank you very much, Honorable and thanks to the Honorable Members for their questions. Um, Chair, we, we have taken into account the, the comments that you, you have made, you just made, and the, and the quite certain that the, the DG has taken note of the issues that they have just said that we have said to take part. So, um, uh, because we had uh, replied to the questions, Chair, I think that this day would be happy that uh, you release us so that <laughs> the committee can continue with the rest of this work. And you so much, uh, DM. Maybe next time we'll invite you physically in Parliament. Uh, we can see that you you can come physically, <laughs> but uh, so we'll invite you to Cape Town uh, next time. Thank you very much. Uh, um, uh, we'll perhaps uh, meet again when we debate uh, your plans uh, as part of the budget vote uh, processes. Thank you so much. You are released, uh, DM, and uh, your team.
honorable members, the uh, uh, committee secretary can uh, make sure that we flight uh, the minutes. I don't know if we have, uh, we still have the, the quorum. If not, then we'll have to I, defer the minutes. I, 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 it's my yeah. uh, Yes, oh. actually, um, we don't have a quorum tree. Oh, okay. No, that, we don't have a quorum tree. That, that therefore means that for we'll have to defer then the minutes uh, to the next meeting. Uh, is there anything else, uh, any announcement? Uh, from uh, your side, uh, committee secretaries? Uh, from my side, no, Chief. No, um, Grace? Uh, Grace? And from my side, there's nothing, Chief. Okay. Now, let, let me thank the honorable members then for uh, the attendance and the participation. Um, the meeting is agenda. I think next week we'll be meeting with the Department of Small Business uh, Development. Uh, for uh, their uh, annual performance plans. Thank you very much. The meeting is adjourned. Thank you, Che. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Goodbye.